Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P, episode 101. What's going on? 101, man. Over that hump. Man, yeah, uh, sure. hopefully y'all enjoyed that last episode. We, we got to do the look back and, you know, go back through a couple of our favorite little segments from a couple episodes. Of course, uh, the journey was going through all of it. And uh, I think other people had other segments where they considered it was a little bit better. But, hey, those was our choices. Once again, we do the podcast. That's what we enjoyed like the most. <laughs> Tell us which ones y'all actually like. And maybe on 150, we'll go through those as well. All right. But uh, on this one, as we promised y'all, we said we had another artist that we was going to spot podcast. You want to tell the people who yeah, we absolutely. are, what we do, and then who we got on the podcast this week? All right, yeah. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. This is a podcast about music, sports, the culture. And when you ask what culture, it's black culture. And it's that simple. It's that simple. Movies, uh, books, you name it, we talk about it if it involves our culture. So... That's what it is. But today, that's a little bit of why we're here. We try at nauseum to promote artists that we really like, we really listen to. And that artist today is an emerging artist from Lawton, Oklahoma. Man, I'm going to spare the pleasantries. We're going to get right to it. We now welcome Takis to the couch. Yeah. Should just get uh, easier and easier. Uh, it'd be hard to be optimistic when the optics be full of attention. Keys, what's going on, brother? It's going. I'm her. Yeah, man. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, but with that said, man, let's let's, let's get right thing. into it. Let's get right into it, brother. Tell people a little bit about where you from, who you are, and how you got started. Man, um, I'm from Lawton, Oklahoma, man. It's uh, it's Middle America for sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this city has so much character, and and there's no place like it. You know what I'm saying? So, it shows a lot in my music, and it shows it shows a lot in who I am. If you really come here, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know. Uh, who was a parent? I think he was saying his his mom was a uh, stage here at one point in time. I said, I'm sorry, that's unfortunate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's 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 basically that's where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm Takis. I'm from Oklahoma. I'm your Oklahoma. Uh, a lot of people got a bunch of questions about Oklahoma every time I say I'm from there. And uh, so that that's that's normally how that goes. Uh been doing music for since I was Man, six, seven years old, I started off a singer. You know what I'm saying? But I've been rapping since I was 16. So you say you started off at six years old as a singer? Like, where, where did that come from? Was it, like, due to the church or just yeah. due to your family background? You know what's crazy, man? I always sang in church, but it was in, like, choir, and it wasn't really, like, I wasn't singled out like, oh, he's, you know, he could really sing. It wasn't nothing like that. It was just, I'm at church. My granny said, I'm going to be in choir and I'm going to get up here and sing or I'm going to get slapped. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, <laughs> they're not, you know, they're just real. You know what I'm saying? Granny went playing. So then um, one time I was in music class in elementary school and um, the, the teacher, she started hearing me. She was like, you really you really have a voice? And I was like, man, stop playing with me. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I ain't. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And um, she was like, nah, sing at this uh, assembly coming up. And um, she was like, you got a song that you like to sing? And I'm like, at the time, I was really big on Michael Jackson. And I like rock and rapping. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to sing that. You know, I can do that. She was like, okay. Um, set it up. Man, I got up there and sang that song, and I'll never forget. When as soon as I stopped singing it, the the auditorium was quiet, and then everybody just erupted. It was, oh my good! People standing up, clapping. So I'm looking around like, "What? I really can do this? Y'all, y'all like that?" So it tripped me out, man. So I I just continued from there. I kept singing. The church got involved later. Um, that's when I started to do the solos and all that. You know what I'm saying? 
And um, that's when I started to, as I got more, you know what I'm saying, as I, as I started to rise in grade school, of course, and go to middle school and all that, that's when I started doing choir and show choir and you know, all that cool stuff. So one of your... One of your skits, though, it's kind of crazy that you got your start like that in front of the whole school and stuff like that. Because in one of your skits on Shorty Deuce, I believe I don't know if it was your uncle or one of your family members, but they were talking about how your your mom's rest in peace. Of course, um, yeah, she got up on stage and they killed it. And I forget to what song, but it, it's kind of a similar story. I did the same thing. No, that's cap. crazy. He told me that story when he, I, I didn't know about it. I didn't know he was going to do that. I was just like, hey, Uncle Red, I know you knew my mama. I need you to say, you know what I'm saying? Tell, tell me about her. You know, tell me what's up. He was like, okay, I'll send you a clip of my favorite memory from her. And when he sent me that clip, I was like, you know, I have the same story. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, I literally have the same story. I performed I'll Be There by the Jackson 5 for a talent show. You know what I'm saying? Did the same exact thing at that age. It was it was ridiculous. So um, yes, my mama could sing. You hear me? When I say sing, I'm, I'm talking about my mama. I just I I never forget. Um, that's why I love Mary, Mary J. Blige so much because my mama would listen to Mary J. Blige, and sing all them songs. She'd be in there cleaning, and just tearing it up. Never forget that, man. My mama could sing, sing. So I think that's where I got it from. That's where it came from, for real, for Pops was a rapper, though. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no cap. Yeah, Pop, Pops was a rapper. I, I say that lightly because he was a rapper. He started rapping the same age I did. He started rapping at 16. Um, he got kind of serious about it later on, him and my godfather. You know, back in the day, you had to have a DJ with the rap thing. So right, right. <laughs> my godfather was his DJ. And he was, you know what I'm saying? He was FC Swift with the God giving gift. <laughs> <laughs> like it, like it. <laughs> and uh, and so, <laughs> so. It had to rhyme. It got to yeah. rhyme. Even the names got to rhyme together. FC Swift with the God giving gift. The God giving gift. And uh, he was like, it got, it got serious for him because his high school team was huge at that time. They had like won a national championship. And um, so they had a rival school and they did like a little diss. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> and it and he just kinda it kind of snowballed from there, but he never really took it too serious because he wanted to play sports. So he just went on to play sports, but uh, yeah, he was a rapper. So I guess I got it from both ways. And listening to the old tapes and stuff he had, you know, he could get busy a little bit or whatever, you know. So, so listening to your old tapes, like you was able to showcase both of those aspects as well. Like your your rapping is like uh it's in the forefront, but you did have a couple cuts where you had uh where you were singing on there, and I was just like, hold up, wait, like even when I heard it, like I wasn't expecting it, especially, especially like with the with the raspier voice that you have. Uh it was just like, oh no, 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 killing it. Uh, if he wanted to go out and do, do the Drake and do an R and B front, he, he can do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. You have no idea how how much I get it, bro. I be for over the years. I've been beat up, almost beat up so many times by different females. It's like trash and insane. I'm like, man, I'm gonna do something. I promise. Yeah, I'm serious, man. There's so many, it's so many females I grew up with. Women I grew up. I don't like saying females. My positive. So many women I grew up with that literally are to this day still mad. I don't sing like I used to. Yeah, but I like hip hop. That's that's my bag. That's where I want to be. Absolutely, man. man. So, but you got a lot of, you got a lot of diversity. You, you can sing, you can rap well. Um, but what I wanted to talk about is your unorthodox flow. It's kind of like I liken it to maybe the first time I heard voice voice wise, like a, a Scarface or a Freeway, or you could just name a lot of unique voices. To where that separates you Bro, cause I hear right Scarface off the back. So much. Right off the back. It separates <laughs> you, your sound. So that's immediately when your manager hit us. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, definitely. We 
you know, Ke- shout out to Keenan Rush and Jamel as well. Um, we, we were like, we listening and we're like, oh yeah. Off of the first song, we were like, yeah, we, we, we going to interview him just because you don't sound like everybody else. And that's a plus nowadays for us. Appreciate like kind of describe your sound and what makes you go left when everybody's going right. Man, you know, it's crazy. I've always been the person that never followed a crowd. Like never, you know, I come from a background of, in a city where, you know, motherfuckers gang bang all day, you know what I'm saying, do all that. And I mean, I come from that, that too, but it's like, when I got older, I just never followed the crowd, bro. So um, even with fashion, people would wear stuff and I'd be like, yeah, I'll catch y'all six months later. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I just can't do it. I don't know, it's something in me, bro. I just cannot do what everybody else is doing. I've always been that way. And so like one day, um, the music started getting, in my opinion, for me, it started to get redundant. I was like, man, um, you either gonna take the Drake route or you gonna take the Kendrick route or you gonna take the Cole route. You know what I'm saying? Like you either gonna do one of the three cause that's where you're at right now in hip hop. Like that's the space that everybody kept trying to put me in, right? I hate bags. I don't like when people, you know, put me in a bag you know, put me in a box in a corner and say, oh, well, he sounds like this. He sounds like that. So for years, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, how do I get around this? How do I get around this? Well, I did radio, you know what I'm saying? And I've always been told everybody loves my voice. Um, It's always been pretty much like my superpower. And one day, uh, I was sitting here and I was like, my voice, my voice, my voice. I said, man, why not just talk? And my homie was like, yeah, yeah, just talk to him. I said, okay. So I went through a three-year process after Why I Spoken Too, which dropped in 2016. I went through like a maybe three-year process um, to where I literally went to find myself. That was the whole goal. I said, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to find me. Not anybody else. When this music drops in a couple of years, I need people to go, oh, that's Keys. That's him. That's what he sound like. And uh, I, I think I succeeded, man. But the crazy part was it was there all along. I just, I wasn't paying attention to it. Yeah. I, just wasn't, I really wasn't. I, like, I wanted to be the Wu-Tang and like you said, Freeway and all them. I wanted to rapidly rap. I wanted to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I was like, I ain't got to force that. So I just didn't force it, man. I just, I let it be natural. If I spit for you right now, the way I'm talking to you is how I'm going to spit it to you. And sometimes less is more. You know what I mean? Sometimes man. having a conversational tone means a lot more mm-hmm. than somebody who's saying a lot of words. Me and Prez, we we love that shit too. We love that yeah. rap too. Don't get me wrong. But. Oh, I do too. But I, I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear. The music. I'm I'm all about the full package. You gotta have the beats, the rhymes, uh cadence, all all that recipe that goes into a good song and project, you know what I mean? So I mean, that's that's what it seems like why spoken three is gonna be. So we've heard it. Um the lead single Patriot Games, man, you you doing you doing a lot yeah. on that song, man, as far as commentary. I know Prez has something for that. Yeah, the lyrical content is it it it, it matches that uh, conversational style that you have. Like it fits it perfectly uh, for for that man. So because it feels like you're you're observing kind of just what's going on around you and like just giving a hey, well, this is how it should be. This is what you're missing type portion when you actually rap. Mm-hmm. So it kind of draws you in that way, man. Like so, especially that Patriot Games. Uh, I, I speak on a couple of other ones. You had uh, what? Smoke on the elements, like that one, like uh, th- that type of content that you've been miles on the element as well. So those those couple of tracks where you, like I said, it, it, it matches your the conversational tone fits that uh, the content that you're actually speaking on there. I appreciate who that, came up. That, that means so much to hear that. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's a dope, it's a dope video, um, dope song. You saying a lot of things that in the uncomfortable conversations that we need to have, 
Like, what yeah. made you so comfortable doing that? Has that always been in you? Man, I have always been an unruly child. <laughs> um, man, I, I don't know. You know, um, I have never bit my tongue. Ever. Ever. I didn't care about getting beat up. I don't care about getting shot, stabbed, none of that. I'm going to get this off. And whatever you want to do about it, just do it. So, uh, I've been that on, type of person. Yeah, and on that video, like, you, you have the content, but at the end, you wrap it up with a Woodrow Wilson, like, quote on there. So, it, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but the feel I get from it is, like, you're speaking this as this is the truth, but there is a way that we can kind of, like, come together. Uh, is that the intent of it, or I'm, I'm going, I'm reading a different lane? with you. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. The guy in that video, I'm not going to say the guy because that's my brother, Knuckles, the white guy. <laughs> um, I ain't even going to lie. I did it to appease my guy, man, because he was like, we got to find a way to, to 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 bring it all together at the end. And I'm just looking at him like, I, I'll find a way, sir. But I meant, I, I said what I said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And um, he he was, you know what I'm saying. I um, and I I don't want to confuse y'all, man, because a lot of people don't really, a lot of people outside of my city don't know, but I'm actually I'm a actual activist. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm active in my community when it comes to black and brown people, but I'm a little more aggressive than most. And so you know what I'm saying? Like so my my approach and the way I do things, man. A lot of people they're a little apprehensive to it a little bit and that's okay. You know, but I just, you know, I knuckles literally was just like, we got to put something at the end and I love my brother to death and I, I didn't want him to feel uncomfortable. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll put this up there. And I mean, I, partially I believe it in myself as well. Like partially I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't want to bust nobody head. Just leave me alone or be cool. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it. So that's the whole premise of the video. And um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, there was there were there were a lot of times when I would talk to Knuckles weeks before we shot this video, and I could kind of tell he was a bit uncomfortable. And I was just trying my best to to you know make sure my guy was okay because his fan base, I don't know if y'all know or not, but he's a hip hop artist, basically like country rap. Nah, for real. He's one of the best. Like he literally, you know what I'm saying? He's my guy has super fans. He's way more famous than I am. In that, you know, like literally, I, he he just left Wisconsin yesterday doing a show. He got booked at Wisconsin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, so like man, he, he doing his thing. Yeah, he doing his thing. I just kept thinking to myself, like. I don't want you, I don't want to ruin what you got going on, man, for my, you know what I'm saying, for me to get this off. So I, I had to keep reassuring, like, are you sure you want to do this? You good? He was like, yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? I could tell the closer we got to actually finishing it, <laughs> he was still cool with it, but he was still nervous. I could tell. Um, so I did that for my guy. The quote at the end was literally for my dog. Um, but I admit the H. Rap Brown quote for sure, violence is American, is cherry pie. <laughs> hey, and that, that that is that's so true. I mean, just look at the history on like how everything is done. You know, what I mean, just how we got started off. Right. I mean, they want to deny like that portion, but it's it's in the books. It's written. You know what I mean? And uh, mm -hmm. you know, just the way things was going, like uh, it's just amazing. Like you think the stuff is progressing, but as simple as just one signature can wipe everything from the past thirty years to go backwards, which is crazy. Yes, yeah, sir. The so black wanna... livelihood in America is upheld by a signature. That's it. That that's it. That's it. And that's, that's it. And so like it was just like yeah. everything just I could do this and change up everything the whole way uh the fabric of everything the society is rolling, which is crazy. And uh uh yeah. we we just thought we was further along than that. But your message and and the songs is actually hitting dead on that, you know? So well you it's crazy, man, because I'm I'm hearing more of it and I'm hearing more of both sides. You know what I mean? As far as, you know, how you guys, you said you didn't want to have that quote, but you did it for your boy just to kind of bring it full circle so people could see both sides. Mm -hmm. But then 
right. on Why Spoken Three, you have Black and Blue featuring yep. Keenan Rush, mm-hmm. where you guys both come at it from a different angle. You know what I mean? So I like to see that you're given the frustration, but you're also given the reason behind why we feel the way we feel, you know, with black mm-hmm. and blue relations. You know what I'm saying? Can you speak on that song a little bit? These days I'm trying to chill with all the noise. Mm-hmm. No talk about it, hit button and troops deploy. Mm-hmm. Don't mistake me, homie. I don't call the fuss. Staying when it hit, hitting caught a bus. COVID virus, viral rap situation. Mm-hmm. My haters over here. Black and blue. First of all, it's probably one of my most favorite songs I've ever made. I, I don't know why, man. I love that song so much. I listen to it 15, 20 times a day. I'd probably drove my wife crazy. But I don't care. I love the song. Um, black, black and blue was literally the personification of we from Nish. And we are the little ghetto child running through the streets and y'all left us to die. But we here. You know what I'm saying? We here. We made it. Um, I'm not in your penitentiary. I'm not in your grave. Um, as, as, a, as an adult now and, and being a 20-year-old, a 28-year-old man, a black man in the United States and having children <clears throat> and having, uh, you know, my beautiful wife and my family, I look at things so different now. So black and blue was me kind of reverting back to that 20-year-old, 22-year-old, 23-year-old keys when I just, man, I was wild. You know what I'm saying? It was just a thing of like, that's just where I'm at with it, you know? Um, don't do that. That'll get you back out. So with so much emotion and so much truth in your music, um, you speak on a lot of things, man, and a lot of things that is would be difficult for me to speak on. And, you know, but you just yeah. give it to us. Um, you spoke on, I believe, Shorty Deuce, um, of course, about your mom's passing away. And we, we kind of spoke about that earlier, but you also on um, some another album, your most recent one, you were talking about a cancer scare and, and you, had, you took a yeah. break from music because of that. Like, mm-hmm. how did that, how has that changed your whole world, man, with, with that, man? Like, I, don't, I can't imagine at such a young age going through that. You know what I mean? Like, how does that change? So you know what? You know what's crazy? I didn't even finish. <clears throat> I left that part out and I don't know why. I, every time I'm asked that question, I forget about that part. And I think a part of my mind is trying to forget it. And I don't mind talking about it. It's just, I don't know why. I just, I guess it's because it happened so recently. Um, but part of the reason why I adopted the likes of Days of Cool Flow is because my, my air changed. The way I breathe and things changed. Um, so 2017, um, I was having these weird chest pains. I got rushed to the hospital. They thought they they thought it was my gallbladder. It was like, oh, we'll take it out. You'll be okay. They did a CAT scan. Nobody ever looked at the CAT scan results. We're two days out from them taking my gallbladder, and these people come in the room, and I'm like, did y'all look at the CAT the uh, the CAT scan? And they're like, you got CAT scan results? I'm like, yes. Did you look at it? You know, this is two days after taking the CAT scan. And they're like, oh, no. I was like, man, get your ass out of here and go look at them CAT scan results. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they went and looked at the CAT scan results. They come back. They're like, oh, no, we got to do emergency surgery. Excuse me? What's going on? You have a tumor behind your chest wall uh, by your thymus, and we don't know what it is. Well, excuse me. Wow. So... They do that, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I got this big, huge keloid down the middle of my chest now. Basically had to do a stenotomy. They had to crack my whole chest open like open heart surgery and get in there and take it out and put it and fuse it all back together. And um, so they did that. I was out of work forever. Um, You know, Black can tell you, I I left the hospital with a pillow on my chest, went straight, you know what I'm saying, to the homie and, 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 pick something up and came back to the house because my wife 
she was mad at me because I couldn't work at that time. But I had to make some money. I had to do my thing. You know what I'm saying? I had to hustle. And a lot of reverted back to a lot of shit. That was a real dark time. You know what I'm saying? But they did, though. Um, after that surgery, I started having super, super severe complications, man. My pancreas was inflamed. Um, and then they called my wife and they said, sit down. You know what I'm saying? We, we believe he has lymphoma cancer. Uh, we're going to send off the the, tum the tumor to be uh, to do a biopsy. And so they um they sent the tumor off or whatever and thank god we found out later that i didn't have cancer um but i continued to have complications after that i couldn't eat i couldn't stand up straight because the stomach my stomach was hurting so bad um I, I the only way i could stand up and be normal is if i took hot showers it was the weirdest time of my life i got these weird like spots all over my body it was weird you know what i'm saying and you want to know the strangest part? It just went away one day. God, brother. I don't oh, know God. what it is, but it not ever come back. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be black. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. sure. man, like, yeah. it better not ever come back. Because I'm just like, boy, like, that was terrible. So everything changed at that point because I couldn't breathe the same. After I had that sternotomy, my breathing changed. I had a, like, I had, I literally was, struggling to breathe so even now i still have breathing issues so it's easier for me to slow down and tell you things if i get too excited i start coughing real hard and you know what i'm saying it's weird man it's just just strange i have nerve damage and all that so yeah my my that was a really 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 rough time and miles um miles was wild because miles started off as I love Kanye West. I want to try to see if I could do something like that. So I made that beat, put on a bunch of auto-tune and tried it. And mm -hmm. that's the way it came out. And Miles is off what project again? For the people that want to go back now, and listen to it. Uh, it's off the Elements. It's the first song on the Elements. Yeah. It's off the Elements EP. Yeah. So yeah, that one I, I, I definitely had on repeat, on repeat. So this this wise spoken uh series, like what what does it mean to you and, and what is it about for people who haven't heard of Keys yet? Um the black experience, period, man. The first one actually was not political. It um I, I spoke about just my little young life. I think I was like nineteen. Still wet behind the ears, you know what I'm saying? Not really. I'm out here, you know what I'm saying? I was out here. That, at that time, it was a little different for me. You know what I'm saying? I was doing things I ain't had no business. But why Spoken One wasn't really about the bullshit either. But it was it was just real general. It didn't really. I had a bunch of different variety of songs to talk about love, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But why Spoken Two, man. Um, that catapulted things to a different height. Um, I started thinking more, I started reading more. Um, my OGs was in my, my life more, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it was like a thing of coming into a conscious space and really talking about the black experience. What I've spoken to was straight up, I'm at your neck. This how I'm feeling, this what we doing. Um, Here's some game, but here's some bravado. Wild Spoken 3 has a little bit of that as well. But if you notice with Wild Spoken 3, I get more in depth. I talk about um, black mental health. Um, I talk about going through the mental uh, microaggressions, dealing with white people every day as a black man with Hurt You. Um, black and Blue was my bravado. This is what it is. Patriot Games was the, I call that the uh, the prologue statement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it, it, Wise Spoken is literally called Wise Spoken because it's just me trying to kick game within a black so, conscious space. Can I ask a question then? Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't want people to get shut off. Like when you label it as a political issue, like I don't consider it like political. I consider it more just like a human rights 
type issue. Like that's that's what we go out as like the U.S. push a foot put a foot forward on as you know right. going to these human right issues all across the world and and that not acknowledging the one that they have at home and the one that's right. so prevalent to everybody on a daily basis. And when it's labeled as a political issue, it's it's giving them reason to shut it off. Like, well, I don't want to talk about that because most things that most jobs and everything is not a hey, political. It got to be shut off. Like, no, this is everyday life for most people. This is a human rights type issue. As you were saying on the song, black and blue, like you was talking about how uh, you got the younger age and then you got adulthood. There is no middle ground, like how you was feeling and you get to experiment and grow up in that young man age, you know, from 18 to, we'll say, 24. Most African-Americans don't get to experience that time frame and, you know, go out and experiment because they are on such a tight leash of where they can go and, and how they can operate within society that yeah. <laughs> if they mess up in one single way, they could be either in, in, in dead or in the penitentiary. Whereas most people gets like, okay, he's young, he messed up, pop him with a little misdemeanor, let him go on his way, he'd learn his lesson on four. We don't, we we don't get afforded that, and I think that's kind of what you was addressing. Am I wrong off that? Or am I off for for that or what? No, you're completely correct, sir. You're completely correct. You're completely correct. I, you know, I just don't, I just don't sugarcoat it. I'm not saying you're sugarcoating it. I'm just saying like. With music, I'm afforded to be a little bit more candid. Yeah, yeah, and I'm still getting older. I mean, you know, I'm still getting older, and you know, I'm, I'm still young, and I'm I'm progressing in the mind and trying to get right. You know what I'm saying? Where I can accept people more and understand that everything's gonna happen on on their time because it's their life. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's me is what I try to. I have a pro. I used to have a real big problem with that. I'm getting better about it. Where, hey, keys, not everybody gonna think like you. You know what I'm saying? Just let it go. What's so I, I'll switch gears for a minute. So I know your first, a lot of your projects have been out the mud. You've done it on your own, put it on these DSPs, but I've noticed recently you're moving a little different. You know, you got, you got a team now. Um, you know, you guys are strategic with it, man. So can you speak to how, how that change has occurred and, and, what you're looking forward to in the future with Wise Spoken 3? The day I uploaded Shorty Deuce, I said, boy, this is going to be something stupid. I was like, man, this is going to be something different. And I was like, I really feel like this will be the one to make people that aren't sold, um, make have them sold. I, I felt like this was going to be the one that sell them. And um, man, you know, it's crazy. I know my manager, I, didn't, I mean, we went close but we was in and out of like groups and like certain circles together. We would have, you know what I'm saying? Different conversations over the years, but it was never about music. I didn't even know that he was involved in music ever. He just messaged me one day and was like, hey man, and that album you just dropped is crazy. Um, you like, like he was like, uh, how do you, uh, like you got a team? Like what you doing? You know what I'm saying? I told him everything I was doing. And he was like, for real? I'm like, yeah, I do everything myself. I don't ain't nobody, I ain't got no team. Every team I try to have, I outwork them. They never wanted to work as hard as I wanted to work. So it just never worked out. Um, and he was just like, okay. And in the beginning, in the beginning, we just had like a thing where he was kind of like an AR for me. You know what I'm saying? He would, he would, uh, he's like a dot connector. He would find things for me and put this together, put that together. And eventually. I looked at him one day and I was just like, just be my manager, fool. So we became, you know what I'm saying? He became a manager, um, which led me to getting an entertainment lawyer, uh, which led to me um, linking with, with uh, Kenon and CDs, gang, you know what I'm about? They're my guys. And um, I'm all the way in Oklahoma. These relationships are guarded strictly over long distance relationships. I'm about to go to Atlanta soon. But um, changed everything, honestly. Um, everything. Changed everything. Because now it, it becomes a thing of Jamil pushes me to where I'm not a very social guy. I don't like being on cameras. I don't like being in everybody's face like that. 
Um, I, I really garnered my my career after people that drop and disappear and come back because I just, that's why I focus so much on quality because I, I left for my music to stick with you for a little while so I can claim my energy and come back. So he understands that, but he be on my ass. He be like, nah, yeah. um, you need to go Yo. on Instagram live at this time. You got to post this. You got to do that. Hey, uh, you doing this today? And then, you know, I be on his ass too. So, you know, it's, it works. A keen to which type of artist? Like, what, what, who are you saying that you, that does that? Oh, that like, you like, kind of like, like a Kendrick, like a Kendrick, like a Cole. Um, Miguel does it. You know, he may mm. drop an album and he may not drop yeah. another album for three years. He may go and um, try to jump yeah. across the stage and drop kick somebody. You never know. You don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he, he did drop kick though. Mess out. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Never gets old. That never uh, gets old. Uh, never ever gets old. Uh yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I I'm real big on access. Um now I'm starting to, and that's why people be so mad at me because they be like, Oh, you acting Hollywood. You acting like, no, I just want my peace. My schedule is so hectic, I don't have time to act fake. I ain't got time to be, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, they'll hit me up. And what I mean, like, a lot of cats play with it out here. They don't really want to do the music for real. It's a hobby for them. So they, you know, I just bought a bottle and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to rap. You know, I, I it's, you know, got, got the females over here. You know, and I'll be like, look, that ain't my thing. You want a verse or no? Send it over. You know what I'm saying? Rap is serious for me. So, you know, I take it a lot different. So, yes, I'm moving a lot different, brother. Um, <laughs> a lot different because I got people that speak for me now and I have um, I'm, I'm actually you know starting to get real fans for real for real now like that actually buy stuff so it's a lot different now man that's awesome man like now I see some keys merch you know what I mean mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's coming man that's a beautiful thing man so we, we got some cool stuff now and the answer or whatever so you you just mentioned artists and that like to come and fade away so now i need to know your influences so give me your top five dead or alive mcs number one is nosh number two is jay number three is three stacks number four is dmx i always wrestle with five um, but I gotta throw somebody new school in. I'm gonna say five Kendrick. Okay, all right, the perfect album features, but you only get three. You only get three on your on your debut album to the world. Who who would those features be? You could throw out production too. You could throw out production too. Production. So when you mean when you say I can throw out production, like production would count as whoever. No, whoever you want to produce while you're thinking of your three. Of my three did not want. Um, I I don't know why, man, but I have to do something. There ain't no, I don't know why. The, the, the man's amazing and he's underrated. I got to do something with BJ Chicago Kid. Y'all um, love that soul, man. That man is, man, he's amazing. Uh, man, um, Kendrick, I mean, of course, everybody wants the Kendrick feature, yeah. man. Um, everybody wants that. I've been listening to Kendrick since 2010. Um, um, I'm gonna go soulful again, man. Probably Anderson Pot. That's, that's nice. That's a nice one. That's yeah. a nice one. Him and that Bruno Mars just is think, fire, by the way. If you yeah, that, man. Yeah. I just yeah yeah leave the door open is dope. <laughs> yeah. I, I love I love uh, I love soul and I like it's I start up as a singer, but I love funk like. That's like oh, we some could of tell. my favorite shit. Blaxploitation, yeah. uh, Stokely Yeah, exploitation yeah, movies man. are everything for me. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said I'm an old soul. It's so weird, man. The older cats be like, you like, you watching what? Yeah, uh, watching Black Caesar, fool. I know. I, I know it because you had a, a bar on the recent, uh, I forgot who you uploaded. I forget the artist. You may be out of your city as well. You just did a video. You had like oh, a that, uh, Measy Math Resilient. Um, yeah. 
for Iron Mike, you can get Iron Homie. Good times yeah. again, even though we had pennies, I ain't never get work with an <laughs> yeah. Iron Homie. Yeah. yeah, that was the one. That I was, was like, okay, it, I know you were younger than us, but I'm like, now you you going back to good times and rapping about Penny. Come on, man. We Come used on. to, man. My my parents watch TV Land all day, so yeah. <laughs> I watch Good Times all day. I'm talking about back to back to back to back. Good so times. I got to ask you. That's show an L bar. I got to ask you about one of your artists and maybe you can help me out because uh, I'm in dead agreement with you about three stacks being up in there. But some of the kickback I get from my co-hosts over here from time to time is three stacks don't have his own own solo album. Which is a valid So that kind of... Is it? Like, can we just acknowledge greatness as it is? You know what I mean? (laughs) It's a valid argument because it depends on your criteria, Manjay. Because a lot of times when you look at it, um, I mean, Cuz got a lot of his success being in a duo and he doesn't have a solo album. A lot of people make the argument that uh, Love Below was his album. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. That's not. And he didn't even, the man didn't even rap much. He's nah, not rap really. Time. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't really use that. Um, I think that's what Andre needs. He just, well, I, don't, I think he may be a little too old now. I don't know. But it may not matter as much now as it would have 10 years ago, is what I'm saying. I don't want I don't want nobody to come for me and be like, oh, you called Andre old, he can't rap. Andre will probably rap me <laughs> under the table. Yeah, It's just a matter of, ain't even a probably. He, no, nah, nah, I'm the greatest. I don't care about that. <laughs> uh, I'm cold with it. I can do it too. But Andre still rap is just, I think 10 years ago, it would have mattered more. I think he needed a solo album, but I love Outkast. Outkast is like my everything. My everything. I can't even, I was at the store yesterday, like I have this weird thing where if I get in a slump, I'll be like, why am I feeling this way? What's the problem? I mean, I ain't listening to Outkast in about a month. I swear (laughs) to God. Hey, that's, I'm not that's, even playing. That's how I feel and then I, I go listen to Equimini and be like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm back in my space." Correct me if I'm wrong, like, or if you you don't think like this. But I I was talking to Cash when we bring up Outcast. I said like they gave people the they let people let know it just be okay to be cool with your own uniqueness. You, it, you, others may think it's weird. Just go out and do yes. you. And they they was doing that yes. from the get go. So I feel like that's why a lot of people. Uh, latch on to them nowadays because everybody's like, hey, I may be weird to you, but whatever, I'm going to keep doing this and I'm comfortable with it. That that portion has finally like started to come to the forefront and that's what's going on there. Uh, and then when he, when you say uh, three stacks, man, like he, it's the fact that he still can come in. Like you can say that love below where he just went completely left. Uh, he went completely left on it and then just did that whole like uh, singing type album. But when he's still featured on a song today, he kills it. Where you instantly elevate him right back up to his spot oh on anything that he come that in on. Feature on Ventura on Anderson Pac's album is stupid. Oh it's stupid. Gracious. It's ridiculous. Oh he shouldn't be rapping God. like that. He shouldn't be he doing just things like that. Man. I don't. When I hear Andre rap, I just be like, "What was you? What, who, that's the thing. Who, who that's was there? So who upset. told you that?" That's what gets me so damn. (laughs) That's what gets me so upset. That's why I'm so upset. You can't do that. You can't come out, poke your head out the window every once in a while, come deliver a godly flow, and then I'm good. I'm I'm going away. It's not even like a body. Play my didgeridoo and come on, man. (laughs) Don't be in the air performing at an airport near you (laughs) anytime soon. Just up here playing a flute or something. Keys, keys. This is what we were talking about another podcast, right? So we were like, he was mad that Drake is holding up artists, other artists from dropping that we would like to drop. This is his argument, right? But that's the same so? thing I'm saying. That's the same thing I'm saying about Dre, but in reverse. You drop one thing, now we want it. Now we want it, but then you never, you never give us what we want. It's the same type of dude. You're you're really fucking great. Just give us then he did a the body mother, of work. Then he did the Mother's Day EP thing. That pissed me off. You like, remember the one he did on jazz. Frank Ocean, that Frank Ocean uh, album with Blonde or whatever, where he just had like yeah. the verse out of nowhere on that. It was just like, huh? Bro. 
he is. He he drops a lot of Easter eggs. No lie, he drops a whole lot of Easter eggs, man. And I like it. Don't get me wrong. I I be loving it, but I but I'm with you, Cash. I'm like, yeah, somebody need to whoop your ass because you playing. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't be like Jay Electronica and come back and drop your album years later and get Wait, watched hold. every song by a legend. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> See, I was with you, Keys. I was Ooh. with you until you went to talk about the Jay I think somebody's been watching the podcast. I think somebody's been watching the podcast. I love Jay Electronica, but he got washed by whole damn near on every song. Why hey, you, I, gotta, I, don't know why I definitely got to send you that episode of the podcast where we was going. Uh, I, I, I don't feel that way. <laughs> the, the, the 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 parts I remember most are the Jay Electronica. Now I do believe I he got a major assist from Jay on this. But who gets that if, assist? If you if, if Jay came up there and say, "All right, I won't be on every song with you," you gonna turn that down? I don't know who gonna turn that down. Like, <laughs> um, to be honest with you, Somebody because I'm an aesthetic guy, I probably would. I really, I mean, I'm tell you the truth. Not every song you can get two. You can get two, but you can't. You don't want to get outshadowed, bro. You don't want to get overshadowed. Not on my own shit. Not after all these years. I mean, man, Jay Lane Trunk is forty six years old, man. Like so, and home about fifty two was still cooking. How many years has it been since Exhibit C came out? Man, at least ten. Well, that was two thousand. Yeah, I was in high school when Exhibit C came out. I was a senior in high school. I'm 28. I got two kids. <laughs> Ain't done had a whole life, and now you want to drop yeah, this. I have, yes, <laughs> bro. Your your fan base old now. We we like we ain't even kids no more. It's it's my it's my age group that gave them the. We gave them the the boost the the boost. We old now, bro. We we finna be 30. It ain't no we older. It's it's not That's the same. So That's a fact. I I just I couldn't do that. Uh-uh. You couldn't dare right. me to come back and be watched like that on every record. We need an edited version <laughs> of the J Electronica with only if, his verses. If no on version those songs. come out, this version is coming out. <laughs> this is the version. I need, I, I need, I'm probably cut I right need to Jay this. To, need Jay to get his own album. Get Jay-Z off of there. We leave Jay Electron, not Jay-Z. I don't think you'll ever get it. I don't think you'll ever get it. No, nah, not now. He t- no, nah, that's over with. Erica gave him one album. <laughs> Fat yeah. Belly Bella said, "You got one album." <laughs> that's it. Oh hey, my gosh, Keys, baby. But before we let you go, man, we we let you take us out, man. We let you take us out, man. So you got any last words for the people as far as? what you got coming up and, and any other things down the road. Wise spoken three, April 2nd. It's coming baby. And I can't wait for y'all to hear it. It's going to be amazing. Um, I know I'm doing a lot of hype for five songs, but I don't care because the five songs are amazing in my opinion. And a lot of people that I sent it to, they love it. So I know y'all going to love it. Go check that Patriot Games video out too. Follow me on everything official, Takis. These wonderful people at Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast have this amazing thing going on where, like, my social media is coming across the screen and stuff because they dope as hell. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> y'all make sure y'all take advantage and uh, follow me on everything. Ain't no thing, ain't no thing, good brother. Hey, on just from me to you, man. We wish you much success. You're dope. Um, Anybody we have on here definitely has our stamp of approval. Several people that have asked and we've declined. Not that we think we holier than now. We just value good hip hop, man. And we wouldn't have you on if you wasn't making it. So keep doing your thing. Keep grinding. Uh, We applaud you for being such a great family, man, because that's in your records. You know what I'm saying? As before we even got on here, we was talking about kids and stuff like that, man. So we know you're real centered in your community and in your home. So I applaud you for that, and I wish you nothing but success. Um, over to you, Press. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, I, I, I Press, Press, drink, drink about, drink a bird every morning. You know, talk about when you retire. Just, just wake up and just drink your bird. <laughs> I can't do hey, that. I got to go get a job yet, for real, yet, for real now. Better yet, get up at four a.m. 
and drank a burn. <laughs> time you're supposed to go to PT. Just this my PT. You wife asks what you're yeah. doing, just be like this PT. Hey, yeah. hey, I feel like I, I'm probably am gonna do that for at least a month. You know what I mean? Just because it's coming out of this thing, bro. Just enjoy hey, my it, dad bro. did it. You do it too. <laughs> you deserve well, it. People, people have questioned a couple times shit. on here for my beard and everything else how it goes, man. But like <laughs> I'm like, hey, don't get mad at me. Hey, I did it. Hey, I, I did my little time in. Like, if I can get away with it now, just let me get away with they it. They get a let little lenient keep. towards the end, though. Like, Damn, they the, he, that man ain't been to work in six months. Well, <laughs> they got a, <laughs> the pandemic helped. Oh. The pandemic helped. So it's just like, you know, with the social distancing not being there, I was like, well, do I really need to be you there? You took that nah, shit to a really. whole new level. Been just social distance. <laughs> I social distance from that office ASAP. Ain't like, hey, I can do it from home. Can you just send it to me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best kind. Yeah. But like, like Cash said, man, keep making uh great music. Uh, don't change for nobody. Uh, that unfiltered conversational talk definitely works, man. Uh, keep more of that coming. Just looking forward to hearing what you got. After why I spoken three as well. So. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all are wonderful. Thanks for having me. Ain't no <laughs> doubt, man. All right. Hey, so before we sign out, I'm Cash. Prayers. Hey, catch us every episode. Uh, we 101 right now. So catch us every week, Tuesdays at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to drop several times throughout the week with some videos on YouTube. So go to Don't Sleep Network on YouTube or Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast on YouTube. You'll catch us there. Go subscribe. The only way you're going to help us is if you watch it for at least two minutes or so. Like it. Share it. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up. We got to be corny and say hit that thumbs up, but it's very real. <laughs> it helps algorithms and things like that. You know what I mean? It helps us get us in front of people that rock with the different type of things that you're into. So, But with that said, man, take keys. Thanks for uh, coming on, brother. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, and we out.